Welcome, everyone. You're listening to The River Podcast, where you can find messages to help you strengthen your walk with Christ and refresh your soul. Here's our message from this past week. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I didn't know I was running on empty because you gassed me up. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. How you doing? How you doing? That's what I like to hear. I'm very excited to bring this word tonight. I was really nervous about it. But I know that I think God has something he wants to speak to us because he's been speaking to me really loudly this week. So let me just get this iPad situated here. Mm -hmm. All right. Are we excited? I'm excited. Okay. So I have a question for you guys before I start. By a show of hands, how many of you in here ever folded origami? like a square sheet of paper that you fold to make a final shape. Not many of you, good. I'm speaking to the right crowd because I want to tell you a little bit about origami. Origami is a Japanese art form and you fold paper into decorative shapes and figures. Now, most of you know, a year and a half ago, I got married to that handsome man in the back over there, Vinny. My husband, shout out to Vinny. And I'm a very indecisive person. Like it's, it's chronic how indecisive I am. It's something I'm working on, I promise. But in my wedding, I didn't really have an opinion about much. The dress, the venue, the food, the cake, I could care less. As long as it looked good, tasted good, I was fine. All except for two things. The music, of course, that was important to me. But there was one specific decoration that I absolutely needed. Everything else, I could care less. But I really, really wanted origami butterflies to be part of the wedding decor. And it was the one decoration that I absolutely had to have. I wanted 500 of them, not just one or two, you know, because two origami butterflies, they symbolize marital bliss. I'm like, no, I want that times 250. I want 500 origami butterflies. So I proceeded to fold 500 origami butterflies by myself because it did not occur to me not once to ask for help. And I started months in advance making sure to fold like 10, 15, 20 butterflies a day. It was literally the day after I said yes, I already started folding because I knew this is something that I wanted. And during one particular folding session, as I was folding, I began to cry not because I had folded 100 butterflies and I still had hundreds more to go, not because of that, but because God began to speak to me as I was folding. And I'd like to share that with you today because the title of my message is called The Art of Being Folded. The Art of Being Folded. So if you raise your hand and have never made origami, or even if you had, we're going to do one together today, right now. Let's see how this goes. The leaders are going to be passing around sheets of paper. We're going to do a little arts and crafts. I don't know if you guys know this, but I majored in fine arts in college. I'm a graphic designer. Art is my life. I love every single kind of art. So any excuse to play with paper, I will take it. So the leaders are going to be passing around some origami paper. Now, as you're getting those, origami can look complicated because there's many steps it takes to reach the final shape. But when you break it down, 
all origami really is is two kinds of folds that I'm going to show you today. So everyone has your origami, right? Are we all ready? So the most colorful side, right? We'll start by folding this right edge and align it with the left edge. So align it and then we're gonna crease. Make sure you crease it well. So it's just like you're folding a regular sheet of paper in half. How we doing? You got it? You got it? All right. And then after you folded that, you're going to open it. What you just made is called a valley fold. You see how there's a dip, like a valley? So this is a valley fold. Now rotate your paper 90 degrees, and we're going to do the same thing. Get the right edge, align it to the left. So once the edges are aligned, you're going to crease, crease, crease. Make sure you crease well, pressing well. Ladies, if you have long nails, you can do this making sure you're folding it really well. And then you're gonna open it up again. So now you have two valley folds. And you're gonna flip your paper over, so you're at the back side now. Woo! And rotate your paper a little bit so you have like a diamond shape. All right? You're gonna take this right corner, you're gonna align it to the left corner, and you're gonna do that same kind of fold, pressing it, increasing it. Are we following along? All right, make sure you're creasing it well. Now don't move your paper, but I'm gonna move mine so I can show you what you just made is called a mountain fold. Do you see how it forms a mountain? So you're gonna open your paper up again and you're going to rotate your paper a little bit and you're gonna do the same kind of fold. Align the right point to the left point. Are you guys okay? <laughs> and you're gonna fold it. <laughs> so you have two valley folds and two mountain folds. And when you're done folding, open it back up again so you have the colorful side facing you. How you doing? <laughs> so what we have here doesn't look like much. All we did was fold and unfold, fold and unfold again. And we have no idea what this is gonna look like just by looking at it. You know, there's no shape, there's no form, but I promise you there is a purpose to all of this. You know, cause um, with origami, the first couple of folds reveal no evidence of what the final shape is gonna be. And even, we're many folds in, but the paper still looks like a worthless collection of creases, pretty much. And when we go through a hard season in life with many ups and downs, valleys and mountains, we question the process that our creator uses to mold us into his design shape. Do you see where I'm going with this? And being molded can hurt, it's uncomfortable. Like you see, when you have the paper in your hand, you have to crease it really well. I mean, I can only imagine if this paper was alive, how much it'd be screaming right now that let's not think about that. But we may not 
be able to see what the final image is, but God has a clear view of what the final product will be because God knows that in life, the next couple of folds that he has prepared is going to reveal something beautiful, just like we're about to do here. Because the word of God says he works all for our good. These highs and lows, these valleys, these mountains, they all have a purpose. And if you take the corners of your mountain folds and you bring it together, you see how easily that comes together? And you can crease it here as well. I guarantee you, if you didn't have those folds, I'm going to demonstrate, there's no way you could have done that. Like I'm crumpling, I'm trying to create those creases, and it does not come out like this. It's useless. I will never be able to get a form without those folds, those guides. Because usually when you have those mountain and valley folds, they're used to guide the next folds that are coming up next. So a lot of the first folds that are made are immediately unfolded so that it can guide you along the line. And to the untrained eye, if you've never done this before, it looks like you keep making mistakes because you have to keep unfolding and starting over. But the truth is that every step forward, every step back, to the side, back again, it's all designed to prepare the paper for its final glory. So we have that shape. You flattened it, right? You see that line in the middle? We're going to fold across that line and just reinforce that fold so it looks like a, a right triangle. If any of you guys like geometry, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Only when it comes to art. So you fold those both, all those lines, all those edges, fold them really well, crease, 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 because guess what? You're going to open it back up again. Are you okay? Okay. For those of you who are a little lost, you have your paper like this, right? Bring it in. No. <laughs> did, that, did anyone get it? Can anyone help her? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You can follow along. It's fine. It's fine. It's all part of the process, guys. It's all part of the process. Okay. So we folded it. We've opened it up again. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so you have this shape. You're going to bring it in to form an X. So, like, the mountain folds are going to come in. You fold it down like this. Does that make sense? Wait, hold on. Something's wrong here. Okay, guys, it's okay. I planned this. I planned this all in my head. It's going exactly as I imagined it. Okay. <laughs> so we have a triangle like this. You folded it into a, like a little, almost like a triangle book. You open it back up again. So you have two layers. You have two flaps on top and two flaps on the bottom, right? You're going to take these top flaps, fold that bottom corner up to the top corner. So this flap right here, this bottom corner, just fold it up to meet that top corner on top. I promise you we're almost done. <laughs> and Yeah, you're going to do both of them, but we're starting for one now. Crease it well, and then do it on the other side. Fold that bottom corner to the top. 
crease, crease, crease. So now you have like a diamond shape in front of a triangle shape. All right. Everyone ready for the next step? Nope. You see, those around you, if you've gotten it, you help the person next to you. Because, you know, in life, we're all in this together. You know, we're all helping each other out. Help him. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to our next fold. Turn. Oh, no, not ready. It's okay. You can follow along with it as I'm showing you. So you're going to turn it around. And that top piece, you're going to bend it down. So this, bend it down so that it passes the, the triangle a little bit so that a little bit of the corner is coming out. So you have a very tip of the very tip of the triangle. Uh, don't, don't crease it yet. If you have, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, guys. If you had, it's okay. Um, just, just push it down so that there's a little triangle hanging out. And then what you're going to do, you're going to take that triangle and fold it over that paper. So that triangle, it folds to the other side. Yeah. It's okay if it's not flat. And then, this is the final step, all those folds that you made, you're going to push it up and fold it in half. So you folded the triangle. <laughs> Go back one. So you've had it like this. You fold it up so that a little bit of the triangle is hanging out. You flap that down like that, and then you fold it in half. Fold it up. You got it? Susan, show Gabby. This is taking way too long. Yeah, so you fold those flap, you fold it up. So you have it like this, and you fold it up. You have it like this, and then you fold it up like that. Hold on. And all of this painstaking illustration is just to show you that all those folds went and made this final form, which is a butterfly. You guys see it? Are you starting to, to see it? So there's your final form. And that was just a long way <laughs> of explaining that there are different folds, you know, different situations that prepare us. All right, everybody good? So, putting the butterflies down for a second, how does this apply to us? 
right? How does this, do these folds have to do anything with us and how God works in us? I want us to turn to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And this is going to be our main verse for tonight. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this word tonight. I thank you, Lord, that even right now you're speaking, Jesus, and I just surrender the rest of this night to you, Father God. And I just ask that you speak and you move, Lord, and how you want to. And we pray, amen. So that word, workmanship, what it means is something made. And in this context, in this verse, it's saying that we are something made by God himself. So we are God's work. And it says, when it says created in Christ Jesus, that word, what it really means is molded and formed. We are molded and shaped into a copy of Jesus. So a better translation, and we'll have it on the screen, is we are his work, shaped in Christ Jesus for good works. So you could say we're like an origami of Christ. It's a wild thought. You know, I know it's not the best metaphor, but Jesus is the blueprint. He's the instructions. And in this life, we are folded according to his likeness. And we are his work, and he is the one who shapes us. So we can look at something that was beautifully folded, and we can see that through all those highs and lows, those mountain and valley folds, they all had a reason. They all had a purpose. They all aligned to something else. And just like in life, we have mountains and valleys that we go through. And God's sovereign power is not limited or confined to one season, one location, one sphere of influence. The God who forms you and shapes you, he sees you through every mountain and every valley. Every mountain and every valley. And recently I stumbled upon a Bible verse. You guys know that song by Torn Wells, Hills and Valleys? You're the God of the hills. Yeah, that one. Hills and valleys. It's a good song. And I stumbled upon the Bible verse that it's inspired by. It's found in 1 Kings 20. And this takes place way back in the day, in the past past, like B.C. Um, and the Israelites, they were battling the Arameans. And they already won one of the battles. It was, you know, done. They, they beat them. But then the Arameans, like, they regrouped and were like, okay. So how did we lose? Like, what happened? How can we attack them again and win? And one of the advisors to the king of the Arameans said, hey, the reason why we lost is because Israel is a place that has a lot of mountains. So obviously the God that they serve is the God of the mountains, right? He, so if we were to attack them in a lower plane, let's attack them in the valley. Their God who can only, you know, has power in the mountains, who's only the God of mountains, we're going to be able to, to beat them because we'll be in the valley. He's not a God of the valley. So that was their plan. And so thinking that that was their only advantage, they attacked them in the lower plains. And in our verse tonight, 1 Kings 20, 28, 
God responds by saying this, because the Arameans think the Lord is a God of the hills and not a God of the valleys, I will deliver this vast army into your hands and you will know that I am the Lord. And sure enough, that's what happens. Not only did their enemy discover that God had no limits, but it was proof to God's own people as well that he is sovereign at your highest peaks. He is sovereign in your lowest lows. And not only that, he works it all for your good. And that's his promise. That's what his living word promised us. And as I was working on this sermon, I was forming this word. That's, that was the only thing I was going to focus on. But shout out to Pastor Solomon Duran. He's the youth pastor here for the high school ministry. And he sat down with me and he, and he helped me figure some things out and he gave me some advice. And he's one of my favorite preachers, if you ever have a chance to hear him preach. So I'm very grateful for his help. And he made, helped me realize that the hills and valleys are not what's important in this story. Because hills and valleys are temporary. Circumstances change. Just like the folding and unfolding of the origami that we did, it was constantly changing. But guess what? God never changes. He is always good. He will always provide. He will always make a way. And God rules over every place, every hill, every valley. So he can use these hills and valleys to shape us, to mold us. And a lot of times being folded, when you feel that pressure, it feels like you're failing. It can feel like failure. In English, we even say, you know, the word folding, we use it to describe um, giving up. Like, oh, man, you folded, you know. Because it literally means to physically or mentally crumble under pressure. But I'm here to tell you today that God has a purpose for every fold. God molds us, folds us, so he, he can use us. Like our verse in Ephesians says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. We are his work. We're his work of art. There's a quote by uh, Timothy Keller, and it says, do you know what it means that you are God's workmanship? What is art? Art is beautiful. Art is valuable. And art is an expression of the inner being of the creator, of the artist. Imagine what that means. You're beautiful, you're valuable, and you're an expression of the very inner being of the artist, the divine artist, God himself. So as I was folding these 500 sheets of paper, you know, leading up to my wedding, I thought about how God shapes us and how sovereign he is to lead us through every season if we let him. He uses circumstances that were meant to bring us down, to bring us to our knees and closer to him. Then by grace, he continues to use those twists, those turns, those folding, the unfolding, the creasing, and the pressing to mold us because we are his workmanship. And each and every one of us sitting here today, we're, you're a work of art shaped by the living God. And just like you folded the origami, God's folding you and God is shaping you. He's creasing you and it hurts. It takes pressure, but you won't fold in the pressure when you allow God to be the one folding you. Because through and with all those folds, God is making something beautiful. And can we rejoice in that truth tonight? That God is making something beautiful. Psalm 139, verse 14, it's a well-known verse. 
but it still hits me different every time I read it. It says, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. And as a work of art, this is how we worship. He gave us life, so we worship him with our lives. And can we in confidence say what this psalmist says? Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. He's able to praise God because he knows very well that God was the one who made him fearfully and wonderfully. And because all of God's works are wonderful, you know, how much more reason do we have to praise him? Do we know that today? Sitting here right now in this room, do you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made because every work God makes is wonderful? I want us to go into worship because I want to praise God for this. I want to praise God that he makes us and forms us through every season and every situation. But I want to ask you, do, do you know it very well? Like it says in this psalm, does your soul know it very well? If we don't believe that God is the one in control, that God has a purpose in the folding, it's that much harder to worship him when we start feeling the pressure. And I say that from experience because this whole year actually has been a folding year for me. I had a huge mountain fold when I got married because it's that excitement, right? All that work and that preparation when it goes to building a life with someone. And the best thing about mountain folds, the best thing about being on top, being that mountaintop feeling is the view. You know, when you climb a mountain, there's that amazing view because you can see everything that you had to do, everything you had to go through to get there, but you can also see what's ahead. So you get a glimpse of what's to come. That gives you hope. You can see what's on the horizon. You know what you can look forward to. And for me in that moment, when I was getting married, I was looking forward to the rest of my life with Vinny. I'm still looking forward to it. It, it was a great mountain moment for me. And some of you have heard me share this, but in February of this year, right before our first year anniversary, I experienced a huge valley, which was when Vinny was hospitalized with COVID for days on end. He had double pneumonia and it got really bad. And there was a moment that we were scared he wasn't going to make it. And the thing about valleys is that they give you a different perspective on things because you're not on top anymore. You don't know what's coming next. You don't have that mountaintop view to look to. All you can look to is God, really, in that moment. God, the one who formed you and is continuing to shape you, the one who knows the plans he has for you, the one who knows that this pressure, this hurt, these next couple of folds are going to continue to mold you into the beautiful work of art that he made you to be. The psalmist could say, I praise you because I'm fearfully, wonderfully made because he knew it deep down in his soul. And a lot of times we want to take control and we want to be the artist that's doing the folding and the creasing because we know where it doesn't hurt. We know what we can press down that won't hurt us, that won't be uncomfortable. And when things got really bad with Vinny's help, I tried to do that. He literally called me. He woke me up at 3 a.m. And all he was able to get out because he couldn't breathe was hospital now. And my first answer, I was like, no, 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 
no, I'm not taking you to the hospital. I'm not gonna know what's gonna happen when I take you to the hospital. I had to like let go in that moment because I didn't know what would happen after that. But in my darkest valley, God reminded me of his promises. He reminded me that I was a child of the living God and that my husband and I were fearfully and wonderfully made and that he would be with us every step of the way and I could praise him because I knew that he had a purpose somehow in this fold, in this valley. But maybe some of us here today, we don't think that we're a work of art at all. Maybe you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see or, you know, when you wake up at night or you can't sleep and, you know, your brain reminds you of all the mistakes you've made. When you go to an art gallery and you don't like the art that's there, you're not gonna give your compliments to the artist. You're not gonna praise the artist. So maybe in this room right now, some of us don't even consider ourselves a work of art worthy enough, worth the effort of being shaped and formed. Imagine how different our world would be today if all of our souls knew this truth. Because you look around, you look on social media, you look on television, everywhere you go, our generation is having an identity crisis. We've forgotten how we are made fearfully and wonderfully because we've forgotten who made us. The God who all his works, all of his works are wonderful. And he's working in us. He's working on us. He's working through us. Every fold has a purpose, and some of us, myself included at times, have lost sight of this truth that we can look to our Creator and know that He continues to make us fearfully and wonderfully. He continues to form us, and if we fix our eyes on Him, if we trust in Him through every high, every low, every twist, every turn, every press, every fold, He's there every step of the way. I want us to go into a moment of worship if we could all stand. And I want us to worship like that psalmist worshiped, but first we need to believe it, just like that psalmist said. We need to believe that, because this is how God designed it to be, shaped us to be, worked us to be. So if every eye could close, every head could bow. If you're here in this room right now listening, or you're listening to the podcast or watching online, and you don't know this truth, if you don't believe this truth, if this doesn't feel like you, we're going to pray right here, right now. So if you don't believe that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know him as your creator who made you fearfully and wonderfully, or if you're here right now and you've just lost sight of who is in control, I want us to pray right now from your seat. No need to come up just yet because there's nothing that I can say or our leaders can do. This is a moment between you and your creator, you and God. So I want us to have a moment. We can worship softly or just just let God speak. I'm gonna start praying, but I want everyone to raise your hands and continue praying right now and let God speak to you. God, we come to you tonight, Lord, surrendering all to you right now, Jesus. I thank you, God, because it's a joy to know that you know everything about us. You know everything, every single layer, even the things that people don't know, you know, God, because you created us, you form us, and you continue to shape us, God. That even the things that I do wrong or even the things that aren't good in your sight, God, they can never separate us from your unfailing love. 
Help us, Lord, live out this truth in our lives. Speak to us right now, Jesus, as we worship. This word, God, your promises, Jesus, draw us closer to you right now as we surrender, Lord. As we surrender, God, everything. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The River YA. All of our links to keep in touch are down below. We hope this blessed you, and we'll see you next time at The River. Come find life.